Welcome to this edition of the Louisville Luxury Homes podcast series brought to you by John Mand with Linehan Sotheby's International Realty. John, as always, good to see you. Thanks, Greg. Good to be here. So I wanted to talk today about a question that I know real estate agents get all the time. And it's when a, a client says, great, I've got this house. What if I do this? What if I add this? Do you think this is a good idea? There's so many things that people want to add or take away from their home. And sometimes it's it's really not in the best interest of the the future sale of the property, is it? Yeah, absolutely. And so that's something that uh, it's interesting. I mean, part of our job um, is kind of this, uh, you know, post uh, purchase or, you know, pre-sale, I guess, depending, you know, sometime <laughs> during the, the home ownership process uh, of just helping our clients out, you know, and advising them along the way, you know, when it comes time to, uh, uh, to do, uh, you know, remodel projects or, or just reconfiguring or adding a pool or not adding a pool or, you know, all of these things, um, you know, people look to us for that advice because they want to know, you know, ultimately, uh, if we're going to sell this in a year or five years or 20 years, um, you know, what's going to make sense uh, in terms of the, uh, re- are we going to get our money back? You know, that's the, the underlying concern that everybody has. You know, will somebody else pay me for what I'm getting ready to spend money on? And, and I like that people frame the question that way because often they don't actually mean it. So some people want to spend the money just because they're going to get something they like Mm -hmm. and they're not worried about the eventual cost but then a lot of other people really really are and need to be so it really breaks down pretty quickly into what someone's goal is yeah absolutely i mean and and that's part of the process i mean i'll go through it with people and i'll you know and i'll say look um you know i understand that uh you know you want to uh you know install a two hundred thousand dollar pool and pool house in your five hundred thousand dollar home or you want to uh, completely, you know, change uh, the look and feel of your house to something that's just, you know, Frank Lloyd Wright style or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, uh, just ultra contemporary or that sort of thing in, in Louisville, which is a very traditional market. Um, and those are great. Uh, you know, if if the money doesn't matter and it's uh, important for you and, and your, the enjoyment uh, of their family, you know, to have it that way, then absolutely go for it. Um, you know, as I just cautioned, but don't expect the next person, um, you know, necessarily to be willing to pay for that when you get kind of uh, too far out on the margins here of, uh, you know, on these remodel projects and things. So, you know, $200,000 house or $200,000 pool and pool house on a, on a half million dollar home, you know, if you're going to be there a long time and that's what your family wants and, and it makes sense for your situation, you know, go for it. But again, the pool's not going to move the needle that much uh, on the resale of that home because most buyers in that market are looking at houses and they don't expect to find a, you know, elaborate uh, gunite pool with a limestone surround and, you know, a pool co- house with cabana and a fire pit and all of these things. I mean, those would be great to have it, right? Um, and it's, you know, it's kind of one of those things that if it's there, the buyers are like, hey, this is great. Um, you know, we'll take it. Right, exactly. <laughs> but, but they don't want to pay for it. So, you know, just going into it eyes wide open is, is important. And then sometimes I've seen some people who sort of make decisions that not only will they not get their money back or they haven't thought about whether they'll get their money back with whatever addition they're doing, if they go too far in one direction, they might actually not make the money back they invested, but it might make the house so difficult to sell that it might actually move backwards. So it's like a a double whammy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's because, you know, most, again, you want to kind of start with the end in mind if the end is is going to be an eventual resale of the property. You know, uh, you can certainly go so far one direction that the next, you know, and spend a lot of money going that direction um, that the next person that comes in is going to have to spend even more money 
going back right. <laughs> the direction you came from. Uh, and so that's, you know, not only did you spend the money, but people are now, when you put it up for sale, are deducting additional value because they're looking at it going, well, gosh, now I've got to spend 100 or 200 or 300 or 50,000, whatever the dollar amount is, you know, they're looking at it and saying, well, to get it back to a floor plan that's functional for my family or a uh, style um, that, uh, you know, is uh, kind of has a, a wider market appeal, um, that you're, you're actually moving the opposite direction. So I, I know your approach, you, you really like to look at someone's house as, a, as an asset, right? Mm-hmm. So are, are there some things that, by and large, and, and every house is individual and every location is individual, but some projects, by and large, that would be good for someone's asset? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and I, and I think as you go through it, I mean, the biggest return on, on the uh, investment is typically going to be a painting, uh, which which seems so uh, silly, but... Uh, a lot of buyers, you know, can't really see past a, a paint palette. Um, but so painting, uh, flooring, uh, investing in new flooring, and then lighting fixtures. You know, those things make can dramatically change the uh, the look of a property. And then once you get past that kind of low-hanging fruit, you know, bathroom remodels, uh, you know, kitchen remodels, I mean, all these things are great. But again, it's, uh, it's not a one-size-fits-all kind of answer. So it depends on, you know, what did you purchase the property for? What does your kitchen look like now? You know, what is the uh, uh, kitchen that you're planning to put in? Um, you know, is it all stainless steel and, uh, you know, crazy, uh, you know, uh, contemporary kind of uh, cabinet styles? Or is it uh, traditional? What's the, and then ultimately, what's the expectation in the neighborhood? Um, you know, if, uh, if you're in a, uh, you know, little uh, Cape Cod home here in St. Matthews, and you want to put in, you know, a, a gorgeous custom kitchen with top of the line, you know, handmade cabinetry and uh, exotic countertops and all this stuff. You know, it, again, it'd be great, but it may not. You may be getting out of line with what the market expectations are, uh, depending on the price point and the location. So those are just things to kind of watch out for. Um, one area that I see a lot of clients, uh, you know, that is an opportunity if you're getting into a bathroom, or uh, you know, any kind of major. Uh, renovation where you're doing you know kitchens bathrooms or just kind of changing moving walls around and stuff any opportunity to add above grade finished square footage is a big plus um, you know again the primary metrics that appraisers are going to use on value in a property is they're going to look at the above grade square footage um, and then you know use that based on the sale prices in the neighborhood uh, based on their above grade uh, you know, dollars sold per square foot um, and calculate the value that way. So any opportunity if you've got, you know, unfinished attic space above the garage um, that you can go blow out a a bedroom into or, um, you know, if you're going to remodel a second floor bath and you can incorporate some of that space, um, you know, anything like that that's an easy pickup on square footage is is hugely valuable uh, because you're just, you know, increasing that uh, um, factor that they're using on the multiplication, right? They're calculating dollar per square foot times the number of above grade square feet. So uh, if you can make that number bigger, uh, and again, depends on location, right? If you're in a neighborhood where things are selling in the low 100, you know, say it's 125 a foot, and to do what you want to do is going to cost 150 a square foot to build it, well, then maybe it's not a good idea. You know, if you're in a high-end home and it's $300 a square foot, um, is the average selling uh, selling price, and to do what you want to do is two hundred dollars a square foot to build it. Well, then hey, that's a pretty easy easy math. Right. <laughs> Even I can figure that out, right? I don't know if I can, but I'll take your word for it. <laughs> 
And, and sometimes, I, I know it costs more money, but like you said, if you're doing the bathroom, you can sort of spread that cost across a, a bigger addition, right? If you if you add a dormer, say, over the mm-hmm. the garage, so it's a little bit more expensive to do the project, but you're you're getting the value of the bathroom plus the extra square footage. So sometimes, like you're saying, it sort of helps boost your asset if you can wrap a couple projects into one. Yes, definitely. And again, it really depends on the location too, um, on all of these projects in that, you know, if you, what you can do on a house in the Highlands or in, uh, you know, inside the Waterson Expressway, let's say, um, in terms of if you want to kind of go off to one side margin or the other in terms of the style of finish or the uh, changing the floor plan uh, that works great for you but may not be as functional for the next family that's going to be looking at the house, I mean, you can get away with more closer into town than you're going to be able to, you know, further outside of the uh, Gene Snyder Expressway. And that's because people, you know, are, are willing to look past some of these things. You know, they, it may be a little bit more contemporary than the, the typical uh, uh, market uh, product. Uh, but if it's inside the Waterson Expressway, people will look past it and say, you know what, we can paint this, we can do this. You know, we're kind of willing to look past some of these things. Um, you know, if you're way out uh, in, uh, you know, Shelby County, Oldham County, you know, kind of further, getting further away from town, you're not going to find people that are uh, as forgiving, um, you know, because the location uh, is obviously more easily replicated uh, in those markets or sub-markets uh, than it is, uh, you know, inside the uh, the waters. And, so. and I might point out that this is one of the reasons it's, I think, invaluable to have a really knowledgeable realtor on your team because you go into houses all the time and you know what the sub-markets look like and what someone can get away mm-hmm. with and what someone needs to do to get their house up to market, right? Yeah. So if I bought a house, my goodness, my house is almost, I've had it almost 20 years, which is hard to believe. I know that when I put my house on the market, there are a few things I need to do mm-hmm. just to get it ready because I haven't done them yet. So I have to protect my investment. I really mm-hmm. like the way you frame this uh, as an investment. I have to protect mm-hmm. my investment and spend some money to get it up to snuff, not necessarily sure. improve it, but just get it where it should mm-hmm. be. Yeah, and that's something, uh, you know, absolutely. I mean, it's it's the, the kind of age-old, you know, the deferred maintenance items and all of that <laughs> stuff. Um, it's better to address those things while you're living there. Look, if you're going to have to put a new kitchen in to sell your house, or you're going to have to refinish the hardwood floors, or you're going to have to, you know, reconfigure the layout, why not do it early on in your uh, ownership of the property and get to enjoy it? I mean, I, I've sold a couple homes uh, personally where we fixed it all up exactly the way we would have wanted it when we were selling it. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> I knew in order to sell it, I had to do these things. And you get it done and you're like, wow, that would have been great if for the last five years we could have enjoyed that. Uh, but instead, we're just fixing it up uh, so that we can sell it off, to, uh, you know, sell it to the next person. So, uh, you know, you know, kind of thinking through that process, if it's going to have to be done uh, in order for you to sell the house, why not go ahead and do it, get to live in it, enjoy it a little bit. Um, and, uh, you know, kind of a different uh, approach to it, I guess, than what we typically see. Absolutely. So if someone's listening and they have some questions about, your advice, what you think needs to be done or maybe shouldn't be done, depending on the situation. How do, how do they find you? Um, cell phone's great, uh, 502-417-2837, or they can always just go to uh, johnmand.com, J-O-N-M-A-N-D.com. Wonderful. See you on the next episode.